this year, anybody know what happens this year in August? The Summer Olympics, that's correct. That's ex- what were you going to say? Your birthday, obviously, is what I was talking about. No. Yes, the Summer Olympics are happening. Anybody know where they're happening? Rio. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil is hosting the Summer Olympics this year. Here's the thing. The Olympics are so cool. Uh, number one, because, like, you see sports you never see except for those, those like, once every four years. Right? Like men, men's volleyball, that's a good one. Huh? Ping pong. Yeah, ping pong, the Olympic sport. Curling. Well, that's winter, Wes. Come on, this is summer. Stay with it. Field hockey. Yeah, there's so many sports. I think golf is in the Olympics for the first time this year. Um, that's a cool one. Handball, that's another good one. What? Dodgeball? No, dodgeball is not an Olympic sport, although it should be. Okay, 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 okay. Y'all, come back to me, please. Please come. Okay. The great thing about the Olympics, though, is that, you know, sometimes you see these people and they have been working their whole lives to achieve one goal, right? They, they've been working for years, decades, many of them, to achieve that goal, which that's a weird thing about some sports where you have to, like, in gymnastics, they're all like 15, and it's like, I've achieved my life's goal at 15. Like, what are you going to do for the next 65 years of your life? Like, man, you got it out of the way early. But all those old girl gymnastics. Uh, but they all have a dream of achieving something great, right, of doing something that matters, maybe getting themselves on a Wheaties box, uh, getting them, a, you know. But they don't always achieve their goals exactly like they planned. Go ahead and hit that video. Speed walking is an Olympic sport as well, yes. Um, <laughs> right? That is the mom sport. They do their training in the mall at like 10 a.m. when there's nobody else there. Yeah. Like if they're both off the ground at the same time. Yeah, that's the difference between a jog and a speed walk is if both of your feet stay on the ground. Here's a... Uh, Here's where I'm going with this, though, because I promise there's a point to this so far. The point is this. The point is this. I hope that you guys have dreams of achieving something important in your life. Like all these people in the Olympics, they have dreams of achieving something big. And so uh, I want you to ask, you know, the question in your own mind is this. Is what is my dream? What is the thing that matters most in my life, and then I want you to ask the question, why does that thing matter the most in your life? Why? Well, how do we choose the things that are the most important to us? Tonight we're going to talk about uh, a guy in the Bible who looked at his, at his life one day and he asked, am I doing what really matters? Am I really doing uh, the things that are going to have an impact? So if you want to uh, turn in your phones, your scriptures, or you want to watch it on the screen either way. The U version's up and ready. Um, but we'll have the scriptures on the screen at least. Uh, we're in Mark chapter 10. We're going to start on verse 17. All right, Mark 10, 17. And I'm going to read 17 through 20. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. 
You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, I have kept all these. All these I have kept since I was a boy. Now, this guy is your classic, like, overachiever. Okay? This guy, he's, a, he's like Captain America, you know? Um, I saw a thing on Facebook or Twitter, I think it was today, that said, Captain America's two skills. Number one, strong. Number two, Frisbee. Um, which is pretty true. But anyways, this guy, he's your, t- he's your stereotypical do-gritter. I bet this guy got good grades when he was in school. Like, people liked him. He's probably captain of the chariot team. I don't They don't really have football. I mean, you know. Well, he's captain of some kind of team in high school. Um, You know what I mean, okay? This is a dude that people looked up to and they liked, okay? Um, You guys know, like, when when you die on your headstone, sometimes they'll put something about you. You know what I mean? His would have been like, yeah, good at everything, or I followed all the rules, right? That's probably what his, speaking of headstones, I found some funny ones. I want to show you guys some of these. Um, I don't know if you can see that. I'll read them to you. That one says, George W. Jr., and then on the thing it says, I knew this would happen. Right? Go to the next one there. Odell Douglas, I told you I was sick. Okay, go to the next one. Gloria Russell, I'm just resting my eyes. How many of your parents fall asleep and then say they're just resting their eyes? Hey, listen, I'm going to give you guys this one. I'm going to get next time, especially with your dad or your grandfather, right? Next time they fall asleep on the couch or something like that, when they wake up and you're like making fun of them, you just, you, you, it's, it's in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Peter quotes the, uh, the prophet Joel, and it says, uh, in the last days, the young men will see visions and the old men will dream dreams. The old men are just doing what the Bible says. They're just dreaming dreams. It's fine. Go ahead to the next one there, Cortland. That one says, now go away and leave me alone. That's, with like a house. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. Okay, give us the next one. Here lies an atheist, all dressed up and no place to go. <laughs> that's funny. I don't care. Here you are. Give us the next one there. Louise, the unfortunate, obviously. Is that the last one? Okay, that was <laughs> Louise, the unfortunate. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. This guy is the type of guy, like we said, his headstone probably said good at everything and followed all the rules. In fact, I can see this guy. Jesus is sitting here listing, basically listing the Ten Commandments. I don't know if you all caught that, but... Uh, and he's like got his checklist out. He's like, okay, shall not murder. Check, I've never done that. You shall not commit adultery. Check, I've never done that. You shall not steal. I'm good to go there. Do not give false testimony. Good. You shall not defraud. Good. Honor your father and mother. Check. He's like, sweet, I'm good to go. Like, I got it. Yes, you know, Jesus said to do these. I'm there. I'm ready to go. But here's the problem. That's not what Jesus was really looking for. Have your parents ever given you like a to-do list? And it all seems easy, and then right at the end, they, like, drop the bomb, right? So they're like, hey, listen, do me a favor. I know you got plans to go to the movies tonight. You can do that. But before you do, just do me a favor. Fold the laundry real quick, or fold your laundry, not even. Just fold your laundry. That's fine. Just take a few minutes. Sweep the kitchen, vacuum the living room, and then just real quick, before you go to the movies, paint the house. It's fine. Just paint the house. You got it. 
That's what Jesus does to this guy here. That's what Jesus does because he lists all this stuff that's easy and the guy's already done. He's like, yeah, I got it. Never stole, never committed adultery, never killed. Honor my father and mother. Got it. I'm good to go. And then Jesus drops this. This is Matthew 10, 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So Jesus said, listen, you're doing good. Just do this one more thing for me. Just do one more thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. No biggie, right? Here's the thing. Jesus was not, did Jesus want the guy's money? No, because he didn't say, give me the, sell all you have and give me the money. He didn't say that. He said, hey, listen, sell all you have and give it to the poor. Jesus is not trying to steal from this dude. That'd be jacked up, right? That'd be bad. But that's not how Jesus is, is rolling here. He, he's not trying to make the point even that money is evil because money is not evil. Okay, money is neither good nor bad. Uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, but uh, money in itself is not bad. So that's not the point Jesus is trying to make. The point Jesus is trying to make, the thing Jesus was after is this guy's heart. He doesn't want the guy's money. He wants the guy's heart. See, Jesus knew that this young ruler valued money and possessions above all else, okay? In fact, other versions of the Bible refer to this guy as what? You guys know what they call him? No. The rich, the rich young ruler. This is the rich young ruler. And so the first descriptor is rich. So this dude had money, and that's what he's identified by. And so uh, Jesus is, is not saying, uh, give me your money. He's just saying, listen, man, I need you to change what's most important. I need you to rearrange your priorities. I find it interesting that in Mark 10, 21, the first thing it says is Jesus looked at him and loved him. Now, if somebody asks you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor, does that sound like somebody who loves you? <laughs> no. This is not a trick question. No, it doesn't sound like somebody who loves you. Like, and that's natural instinct. That, I, that was my first thought, too, is why does it say that Jesus loved him and then asked him to give up all his money? Here's why. Because Jesus wants the best for us, right? Jeremiah 29, 11, know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, promise to prom prosper you and give you a hope and a future. So God wants what's best for us, and Jesus knew that in that moment, what was best for this guy was to put Jesus first. Jesus wasn't trying to take away his money. If the dude's main issue had been something else, that would have been what he asked for. But Jesus says, hey, listen, the thing you care the most about is money, so why don't you, why don't you make me first instead of that? Because here's the thing. Anything you have, number one, in your life will fail you unless it's Jesus. Jesus is the only person or thing that you can put first in your life that is never going to let you down. Right? Because if, if we have our faith in money, that can be gone. You can get robbed, stock market crash. Money can be gone quick. If we have our faith in a person, listen, every person is a human. They're all going to let you down. None of us are perfect. Y'all know I'm excited about being engaged, 
But if I put all my faith in, if I made Jen the, the number one thing in my life, she's eventually going to let me down. Try, try as she might, and I'm eventually going to let her down because we're human. Anything that we put in front of Jesus is going to let us down. So the question then becomes, how do, we, how do we know what our priorities are? How do we put Jesus first? Um, the two things that, that, that are said all the time, um, the ways you can tell where your priorities at, look at your time and look at your money. You say, I don't have very much money. That's fine. But you have time. And, and the way, and I'm not saying, that means I can quit school to spend all day reading the Bible. No, that's not, like, don't hear that, okay? That's not what I'm trying to say. My youth pastor said, he said, I should drop out. No, that's not where I'm going with this, so don't hear that. Your free time that you choose what to do with is the time I'm talking about. And so we need to spend time with Jesus. We need to spend time in prayer and reading the Bible. And you know what? It takes practice. The reason, there's a reason that in the SOAP reading journal that, we, that, I keep, that I've been putting up for the past six, eight weeks or something like that, I've just put little chunks of chapters. Not, most of the time, not even a whole chapter on there because it can take a while to read a chapter, and I get that. Okay, but you have to practice. If you never, ever read, then the, if you never even read a little bit, you're never going to be able to really dig in and really spend time. It's like this. If I go to the gym, and I, you say, I've never lifted weights hardly at all in my life until just a few weeks ago. I'm not a weight guy. Um, but I started, like, trying to lift a little bit a few weeks ago. Now, my first time laying down on the bench press, like in the NFL when they go to the combine to see to see it, how much do they put up there? 225. 225 pounds on the bench press. Y'all, if you put 225 pounds on the bench press, I couldn't lift it off the thing. Okay? Just being honest, all right? I could not. I'm not that strong in the upper body. So I don't start there. I start with the bar and a couple of 10-pounders. You know? Start with 65, and then I go up to 85, and I go up to a 95, etc., etc. Because if we... I'm not asking you guys to start off reading the whole book of the the whole book of the Bible in a day, unless it's like Jude, which is like a page. But uh, there are books you can do that with. But uh, we have to start with a little bit. So here's here's something that I told you guys last week that I was going to provide uh, another resource. We were going to stop with the soap journal for a little while, which we are. Um, can somebody bring me that box right over there? You bring it up here and just put it on this. Just put it right up there for me. So here's what I've got for you guys. Okay? This is called the Rhythms Prayer Journal. It's a 40-day prayer journal. Each day, there's like a little, a little chunk of Scripture to read, and then a prayer prompt, and then a question for you to answer. 10, 15 minutes max, okay? 10, 15 minutes max. There are 40 days in this. It just so happens that we go to camp in 41 days. So if you start this, you can start this tonight, you'll finish it the Sunday before camp, so the day before camp, okay? So you write your name on it, put the date that you're beginning. So uh, I've got enough of these for everybody. I'm going to give those out to you in a minute, but... But this is something, this is a way we can start spending time with God and making him our first, 
our first on our priority list. Another way to, to really make God top priority is to spend time with other people who are pursuing God. It's like this. If I, you guys know, most of you guys know I'm a huge band nerd. Like, uh, that's my thing. I was in band and played trumpet and all that stuff. And because of that, it is my nature to hang out with other musicians. Okay, literally, uh, on, on our wedding website that Jen and I are preparing, on the, like, there's a place to list your groomsmen. I've given each groomsman a band uh, instrument because we all play. It's like, it's like I'm up there, and then my, uh, my best man is Brad. He's acoustic guitar. And after him is Wes, bass, and then Nathan, drums. Because I hang out with people that love music. Like, that's who I'm drawn to. And so it's the same way. If we are putting God first in our priority list, we got to hang out with people who are also pursuing God. Your potential to grow increases exponentially when you hang out with other people who are also growing. Here's, and so I'm going to end here and tell you this. Of all the things in this life that we could live for, there's nothing worth pursuing more than Jesus. And see, the rich young ruler, he walked away and missed it. It says that, uh, says that at this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. He was not willing to put Jesus first. He was like, you know what? I care more about this money than I do about Jesus. That's all we know about the guy. Yeah is that he just walked away. There's no other account that I know of where he came back or anything like that. We don't have to. You you have a choice to choose whether or not to miss it. We can pursue God tonight. And so I want you to bow your head and close your eyes, and I'm going to pray over you, and then I'm going to offer up a challenge to you guys. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. Lord, for your word, I thank you for uh, the example that you give us. And we pray tonight, Lord, I pray that you would give each student here courage, God, and the desire to know you more and the desire to chase after you. God, I pray that uh, you would, tonight would be a turning point in lives, Lord, that that we would, um, God, just begin to see Uh, a change in our own lives, and um, God, in the effects of that in the way we interact with all those around us, God. Here's a challenge to you tonight. If you say, yes, I will commit to making Jesus my top priority, if you're willing to do that, And I want you to stand up and come up here and get a prayer journal. And, yes, I'm asking you to stand up because it requires a public statement. So if you guys are going to do the A, you can go ahead and come up right now and grab one of these prayer journals. I said it's 40 days. They're real short, real simple. There should be plenty in there for everybody. I think I got 30 made, so. And I know there's not 30 of us here tonight, so we're good. But So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to hold it, and I want you, even right now, again, I'm going to say one more prayer, and then, and then we'll move on to the announcements, but, but I'm going to pray one more prayer over you guys, and I want you to pray 
over the journal, and you're like, that's kind of weird, and maybe it's a little different than what we're used to doing, but, but I want you to pray for the next 40 days that God would prepare your heart, that God would use this journal to do a change in you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now over these journals. Lord, I pray over every student that took one. God, I pray that the next 40 days of going through this would be a time of heart change and of life change and of action change. Lord, that we would not come out of this uh, 40-day event, uh, God, the same, but that we would have a deeper desire to know you and to grow uh, deeper in our walk with you, God, and to be a better reflection of you to the world around us. God, and that, uh, Lord, that you would use this prayer journal, um, God, to, to get us into the habit of Scripture reading and of prayer. Lord, that we would take it seriously, that we would pay attention when we're doing it. It would not just be a perfunctory task to, co- to complete before the night, before we go to bed, God, but that we would uh, have this and it would help us to draw near to you and that it would be the beginning for some of us of, uh, of a lifetime of getting to know you better, God. We love you and we thank you. God, it's in your name we pray. Amen.